Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. My brother, we're back on the scene again. And Michael we have here. Michael Red, and we have like a 15-week, uh, maybe 20-week, maybe it's a Jesus come. We're going to be talking about worship. And so for those, uh, first of all, thank you for um, tuning in, for those who tune in. Um, for those who heard the last podcast, part one of this, um, if you're just now tuning in and you haven't got part one, I would say pause what you're doing. Go listen to part one, and it's going <laughs> to get you ready for this because we are going to jump right in it we don't normally do this but we have we, we was just in a flow um on some things and i know mike you had a couple of things i, I will i will say this we just came from reading john 17 and that worship is about the the end result uh with god is oneness with him the father and the son and worship is one of those expressions um I wanted to read, We I asked you what was worship. Yeah. And you gave us your definition in the last, you know, my definition of worship would be, it has so many elements. So it's so it's, om, it's almost undefined, right? And so we are going to get in the future and the technical start of, of the Greek word bow down. Uh, I mean, the Greek word bow down and, and really to kiss is the Greek word. And the, right. and, and the Hebrew word is to bow, right? Those intimate words to bow and kiss. We'll get into those technical things. But there's so much, and you know, now when someone asks me what worship, uh, my my response to their question, to my question, is what is worship to you? Because and if they they'll if they have to pin me to a corner, I'm going to say it, there's so much involved in worship that I don't think one definition is good enough just for me. Um, now, before I unleash you, Mike, because I know there's so much you got to say, I I want to read what's on our site because we have a whole study on worship. And I think this is just good what we put down. I think there's more that as the future goes on that will change. But I think this is a great setting um, for me of what we put down. So this is, this is uh, for those who don't know, the, the WAVE website. So you go to the, the WAVEcolumbus.com. The WAVEcolumbus.com, there's a resource page. And what Mike and I have done, ha, had done was we took, you know, basically seminary school and put it in 12 lessons. And some of those stuff we have evolved from, but we, we leave it in there. I think it's a, it's a good foundation. Um, but we have a whole segment on worship. And, and Mike, I'm going to read to you what we have wrote back in the days when we wrote this. And I think it's still yeah. consistent on, on even what we've been saying in the last two podcasts. So what we wrote is worship is a lifestyle and a daily expression ex and a daily experience, not an event. Worship goes beyond geographical boundaries, atmospheres, location, prayers, churches, and any kind of meaning. We worship God everywhere and anywhere. I love that. Now, yep. some expressions are with lifted hands, voices, with silent adoration, with lifted hands, fruits of our, our lips, the blessing from our hearts, and whatever we can find to bring glory to God because he desires that. Now, we just read in John 17 that Jesus said, I have given you the glory, right? And so we ended with this. God will be pleased with the man whose life proves what their lips are saying. Because we talked about that it's more than just singing songs. It's more than just biblical words. 
It is a life, right? Worship is not an external activity. I love this. <laughs> Precipitated by the right environment, because that's one of the that's one of the culture norms that we say. And I know we're going to unleash because we're going to talk about perspectives now. And but worship is giving God the recognition He deserves with all honor, admir admiration, and deep devotion. And so that's one of the 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 the, the, the very technical and all kind of avenues definition that we put on the on, on our website. Um, but Mike, you know, we've been talking about this thing. There's some things that I said that things spark some things on you. What's direction do you want to go to? There's so much to say on this topic of what and is that's worship. a really easy topic to talk about, but yet challenging for you, because for you and I, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 I. no, 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 it's, it's challenging because there's so many directions to go with this, right? Yes, and yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to poo-poo praise. Praise is essential. A hundred percent. Praise is essential. It gets praise is a point of worship. Praise is an ele element of worship. I will yes, say, yes, it is. It, 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 it so, gets you to a place of worship. What is confusing about worship is that, or praise is that we perceive it as perceive it as worship, and it's not. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. You can pr see praise embodies thankfulness, but I'm not loyal because I'm thankful. I'm not committed yeah, yeah. because I'm thankful. I'm committed and loyal through worship. Right. You can see somebody on the street and, and give them uh, some money on the street, those who are in need, and but they wouldn't sense it. In most cases, when you have a sense of connection to you, just thank you for the gift, but there's no commitment beyond that, right? I, I want to pause there for a second, Mike, because I just want to pause there for a second because we do this to each other. But it's so, <laughs> so I'm going to use you as an example. So it's like, so we can tell the difference. It's like when Mike, uh, uh, when, if you, I will use both of us as an example. If we, if we are getting on our award uh, for, for some good things that we're doing for the community, right? And people get on the mic and people um, begin to start praising who we are as humans, right? That's right. praise. Like it makes us feel good. They start saying, man, you know, Mike has done this for the community, man. He's such an incredible person, but, right? Those are praise, right? Um, those folks may not even know us and have a praise for us. You know what I mean? Right. They right. may not really, and when, when I say knowing, they may have a, a version of knowing that they know us, but worship is uh, the intimacy that you and I experienced when we were with our wives, right? That's, a, that's another level of knowing Yep. Right, because they're not just praising, there's a commitment and a covenant that we made to one another in our relationships. That that that's what marriage is, right? So there's a surrendering of each other to become one, like the word says, right? The two shall become one flesh. So there's a dying to each other to become one entity, right? That's true worship, right? Because remember, what we said the aim is oneness with God. So to, 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 I'm just giving a practical, like, so if someone praising you and I for doing something good and they may just know us and they may have for friendship with us, but they really do not know us. They haven't committed to have a covenant relationship with us. That's another level. That is actually worship. One that's with another human. Go ahead. I think, I think, I think in all the years that the wave has existed, I think the goal of the wave has been to create a worshiping culture. Come on. A worshiping culture. And when you craft a worshiping culture, it's impossible not to change and grow. And I think one of the great mysteries of worship is that the earmark of worship is actually a decision. There's a decision 
that has to be made in the presence of the Lord, right? And so my expression with my hands lifted, my voice singing, uh, my, my, my laying prostrate, that's an expression of a decided man or decided woman. So, so what I mean by that is outside of serving God, we all have the propensity and do worship other gods. Right. And the Bible clearly says, first commandment says, thou shalt not have another God before me. Right. So when you get into the presence of the Lord, and when you engage worship, there's a conflict between the other gods and the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And the yeah. other gods will be dismissed, dismantled, destroyed in those environments uh, of worship, right? Whether it be personally or uh, corporately. And so that's the thing that I've discovered in my journey with God is that whatever is against the nature of God, the sin nature, the old nature, Whatever is against the nature of God will be confronted in the presence of the Lord. And so what happens is our environments are full of making people comfortable, Danny, as far as in the West, right? Making people feel comfortable, but never really truly engaging into the presence of the Lord because there's going to be a con confrontation in the presence of the Lord with things that are against the nature of God. If that makes sense. So I think what we've defined yeah. worship as we've defined worship or created an atmosphere where people worship, um, you know, they worship eternal life insurance more than worshiping God. And what I mean by that is I'm lifting my hands and I'm singing a song out of duty to gain eternal life to make sure I don't go to, to hell, that I'm going to heaven, if that makes sense. The, the yeah. intentionality of what I'm doing now is to make sure that I go to heaven and not burn in hell, which we know is yeah. erroneous, right? Oh, oh, 100%. So, 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 so the question becomes, do I want God or do I want eternal life insurance? <laughs> yeah. Right. And so I think, I think we've got to begin to continue to create more environments that are worshipful, that is conducive to change. Right. So, I, I'm gonna stop there and let you let you continue on with that. But yeah, and, you talk about, and, and you talk about a corporate environment because because I think a lot of things that you just talked about. I mean, I want to hit something you said, talked about, which is singleness of source, right? Having the singleness of source, and and knowing that and I, our idolatry doesn't allow us to have singleness of source, which is you know when we talked about in blasphemy, part of blas blasphemy and idolatry are our cousins, right? They hang out together. Right. It's 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 I'm putting other gods before God. And of course, Jesus, the biggest one that Jesus talked about was money. And of course, we live in an American capitalistic system that, you know, there's so many gods that we have to face. Right. Mm -hmm. And and for no we, question. What, you, what you're talking about is signalness. How do I become signalness of source where 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 he gets everything and I, he's everything to me and, and that's all I want. But, yeah. you know, I want to back back it up a little bit in the sense the signals of source has to start. And I know we know this, but just for the sake of conversation, because you, you, you were talking about creating this atmosphere. I think we haven't taught to create personal atmospheres. Right. No, that's right. That's right. Let me let me cut you yeah, off right there. Go ahead. It doesn't it doesn't mean gap. OK, so OK. Say it, it, for, for our conversation, it's not yeah. oh, wait till I get to a Sunday morning or Saturday no, morning. No, 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 no. It's my own atmosphere that I set in my house that, or that's, a corporate atmosphere. That's you know, exactly what I, that's that's what I wanted to point out the attention of that. Oh, like yeah. it has to be yeah. 
the atmosphere is 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 the environment always right it's it's the inviting environment when you're driving the car it's the That's inviting right. environment when you in your office in your house is in inviting inviting the environment a lot of times when you're taking a shower you mean that you know it's 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 when you're driving it's when you're eating it's when you're walking it's like the environment it's always singleness of source like my heart and aim Lord, is to please you and to give you me because I want to be one with you and that's what you desire. And so my worship is expressed, right? It becomes an expression then in everything that I do, right? And so if you live a, 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 in singleness of source and you live in this worship expression, right? It's going to affect every environment that you go into. I don't care what environment. And it's not even going to be a, a religious trying to affect. You know what I mean? Because I think folks... <laughs> try it and they use it as an evangelism tool right which again we get evangelism totally wrong in the new testament anyway it we're not allowed to just be a being and be expressive right so that i express the nature right of the spirit right that i I, the fruit of the spirit the full fruit of the spirit not just not just uh, i think not uh, how can i say not this the nine differentiating parts of the food, the fullness of the food is that I'm a love, gentleness, right? That I am kind, that I'm self-control because I am singleness of source and I'm one with God. I am expressing his, my God likeness, his God likeness through me and everything that it says. That means as I'm talking to the cashier register, right? This expression of worship, like folks call it all the time energy. I was meeting with somebody I was meeting with a friend of yours, uh, Mike, that you know, David David Haresh, uh, last week in Granville, and and he said something like, uh, "Man, the energy, right?" And, and constantly, people meeting you and I, they say the energy. Well, we know what they mean by that, right? That the, we are embodying the expression of the spirit, right? And so, when people encounter that, there is a difference because they will feel it, they will know it, they were like, "Man, I, this is not something I encounter regularly," right? But that is a byproduct of our singleness of source heart. That is a byproduct of us pursuing, uh, I think you put it like saying the yes, right? Saying the yes of covenant relationship, right? It's saying that like people know, again, I'm using the marriage. People know if two people are truly in covenant in marriage, not by title. When you're around a couple, you you know, oh man, these folks are covered. Let me jump in real quick because the Bible says in Acts 4 and 13, it's one of my favorite scriptures, that they saw the boldness of Peter and John and they perceived them as ignorant and unlearned, but they acknowledged that they had been with Jesus. Yes. That's what you're describing. They had perceived yeah. them as ignorant and unlearned, but they knew they had been with Jesus. That's what you're describing, right? 100%. I don't have to force anything. Just me being is going to be a testament or testimony to the glory of God, right? Me just being and just walking and just being will testify of Jesus. What you're describing, and I want to just add on what you just said, what you just said about atmospheres and environments, right? I think the church uh, or what religion has done, religion has depersonalized worship. Yes. What I mean, what I mean by that, it's no longer a personal experience again, right? It, a worshipful life, Danny, is not sustainable if it's relying upon an environment as service or service on Sunday morning. A hundred percent correct. The, to what you're saying, a worship. Let me say that again. A worshipful life is not sustainable 
if it's reliant upon an, an environment, right? Because you have experience in the environment, but what happens when you go home after the experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 these cycles, these sin cycles begin to be, get created because there's not a sustainability attached to what you're doing as far as your approach to worship. Go ahead, D. I'm I'm, I'm talking. No, to you're 100. It's your point is, and that, that's that's in everything, like it. Like we, religion so much makes, again, we were talking about the letter of the text, right? And so what happened to the, the, the thousands of years that the letter of the text was not there, right? What happens to the group of people that are on, on the part of the world that, that doesn't have a written literature called the Bible, right? And, and they still expressing, right? That's because right. Because because the Holy Spirit is still working and they're still expressing the heart of worship, right? They still being they still understanding that they're beings created by God, right? It's not it's not a coincidence that when you go to the Mayan ruins or when you go into Thailand and to to these Buddhist temples that all these groups of folks, right, or or the uh, Ethiopian Jews that were transferred to like they didn't no one had to teach them how to be they were just work. Right. And because the Holy Spirit was working, they didn't again, they didn't have a literature to go to. They didn't have an expression to go to. And, and I, I'm asking a rhetorical question here, but I, I want to ask this question because, I mean, why is it so hard, Mike, for us in the church? Because we're all the church, all of us combined, yeah. not a building, huh. not a song. Every human that has says yes to the image bearing and likeness of Christ and pursuing of oneness is the church. So as the church, and, and again, we have an expression of what that looks like in America, and, and a lot of it is very pharmaceutical. Like, what is the elements that keep us from, like, making that the aim, like the singleness of source and, and having people live out this life and having people walk out in expression? Like, why do we bring so much judgment when it comes to thinking that we're right about this subject. And so that entails them stifles other people's growth or stifles their expression on that end. Like I'm gonna like I gotta stifle yeah. that expression over there because my expression is the expression. Like, what are some of the elements yeah. of that, Mike? I mean, I know I'm getting into some weeds here, but I think we have to. We have to talk about some weeds, man, and and some these different perspectives that we put on. Yeah. I who has time to focus on that? Quite honestly, uh, <laughs> they're not worshiping the way I worship. They're not experiencing the presence of the Lord the way I'm experiencing. Who has time to to quantify that? It, first of all, it's internal. Yeah, right? it's, it's, worship is a posture of the heart. Who who can see it? Right, uh, I, I believe the scripture said to Samuel, uh, "Never look on the outward appearance of yeah. a man; look upon the heart of a man." Right. So I, I think. We focus on the wrong things, Danny, to your point. I think part of it is that we become preference-driven, not presence-driven. Mm, come on, man. Talk about that. We, we we become more loyal to our preferences than we have the presence of the Lord, which cannot be boxed in. Um, and, you know, we have to have this style of music. Um, I have to hear this style of song. Um, no drums with drums, no guitar with guitar, you know, and, and, and we've been so wrapped up and caught up in the method and the approach of how God wants to move more so than the fact that he's moving. Mm. 
right? Mm. <laughs> and that he's touching and he's delivering and he's bringing breakthrough and my life is being changed and my heart is being touched. And, you know, but we, 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 we focused on the package on how it has to come or how it has to look. I really believe uh, that we focus on the wrong things to answer that question. Um, you and I have experienced it over the years where um, people have just become this prep and strip. They can't engage, right, because it's not a certain style of how they think worship should, should come forth in. And, and to me, that completely stifles the whole uh, outpouring of, of the spirit of God because we're so caught up in how it has to show itself. Does that make sense? No, it does not percent. I was talking to the Holy Spirit last week about this worship, and I, I knew we were going to go into it. And the phrase came to my mind and my heart, projective perspective, because I think a lot of times we try to project our perspectives to others and we try to project our preferences and we try to, right? So it's, it's like viewing it through your eyes, right? So um, to your point, like if I like country music, right? And and I'm in Texas and they and I'm in a church in Texas, like that worship man brings me to God, like in, in, in the modern day of doing worship, like, like, and again, but our minds is like, I'm only consumed with that perspective. Right. And Correct. so then, then I go now to Chicago or to, to New York city <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and I yeah. go to a black experience and, yeah. and, and I only had that perspective and I'm projecting to my own self that this is the only way I can feel God. Now I go to Chicago, New York, and I get a, a different expression from a whole different experience. Right. And, and and so judgment comes in because it's like, well, they're not, uh, you know, I didn't feel God because I didn't feel God. And, and again, I want to get into this because this whole thing about feeling God because of someone singing your favorite song, I may, I may, I may have to challenge that. And I will challenge that. I'm saying maybe you are in your feelings and maybe you got to get out of your feelings. Does God use our feelings? Does he use our emotions? He uses all of it. But if if you feel like you're not going into the presence of God, Right. Because you don't hear a song on the radio that you like. Right. Or it's not right. You got to begin. Am I projecting something on myself? Right. Because there's, there's so much freedom in God that maybe it is that he only he only he will only show up for you with that one song. Right. <laughs> but and, and I'm not going to even judge that. But but man, that is so limiting because the body expression is such a I said this in the last podcast, unity. We're going to have to address unity in, in one of these podcasts when we talk about corporate worship, because then unity in the body is not, we always say this, and I got I get this from you, unity is not conformity, but we don't believe that, right? Because we believe everybody has to be conformed. When it's right. like the toe telling the arm, you have to be the arm in order for me to even value yeah. you. Like, that is so weird to me that we do this. Like, we live in so much judgment. And again, I'm calling myself out because I do the same thing. I'm not, I'm not telling you that I'm better than anybody that's listening to this podcast. Like I, there are still some areas in my life that I project perspectives on and I'm asking the Lord to free me for this. I want to be free to like letting the elbow be the elbow, letting the thumb be the thumb and letting that expression be, and be able to celebrate that expression, even though it may not do anything, I would say for me in the sense of it doesn't move my soul. Because now we get yeah, into I mean, the, now yeah, now, you, we, now we get into the weeds of like is that your soul like or is that your spirit right you know what I mean like yeah. maybe your spirit may be open to it but your soul is like ah oh, I don't feel that right and so 
being able to be okay with that other expression and saying um, that black gospel and brown gospel experience could okay. never touch me. It right? can never touch me. It can never touch me because it's black gospel. Well, you just cut yourself off from the outpouring of God's spirit, right? In a Come sense, on, right? Because there is not one method or approach that God uses to be able to touch people, on, right? Man. Now, see, if my preferences are subjective, then I'm missing the essence of the presence of the Lord. Then I may I may be experiencing I may be let me say this correctly I may be experiencing a presence, but it's not the presence of God. Come on, man! This is this what I want to get to. Like again, the feeling like I feel like I hear this all the time. I feel There's a presence. Sure. It's, are you I mean, feeling? Listen. Is that your soul being like? Is that yes. your flesh being tickled? Like like I like we say we feel, but are you really feeling? Like is it? Go ahead, man. Yeah. Go ahead. No, it's 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 a presence that's equivalent to Bruno Mars, right? Because you love Bruno Mars, right? And people have approached these different sects over the years. I love the ramp. I love Jesus culture. I love IHOP. I love Hillsong. I love, uh, you know, Morningstar. All these different sects, right? And all what we've created is is just basically subjective worship, right? The point of the presence of the Lord is for you to die and to change. That can come through a banjo. That can come through a bass guitar. That can come from an organ. That can come from whatever. And and again, we always associate worship to music. Worship has nothing to do with music. Right? It's the posture of the heart, right? So if the posture of the heart's already bowed, you're open and objective to however God wants to move in that moment of your life. A thousand percent. Okay, so I'm making sure that we're aligned. That, that no, 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 no. That's so good because that subjective atmosphere. I love that that terminology. That subjective atmosphere, right? It because this is what we do. We have these subjective atmospheres, like you know, let's use Jesus culture as one, right? Or let's use someone that's against Jesus culture, right? Right? There's some folks that are like Jesus culture or this, Jesus, like this, these because it's not this their subje- it's not their subjective atmosphere, right? So then those subjective atmosphere. We so much get in trouble because then we now be now we now we project those subjective atmospheres to every form of expression of what somebody may say worship. Right now, it's like man, that, that hip hop can't touch God because man, that's that's hip hop. You know, that's that's right. that's right. rhyming words, right. man. So I'm not right, and so we do this so much because it's you know it makes me feel like you know I mean someone's gonna come steal my wallet in here, and, and that's just it's not good music. So it's not godly music, right? And it like we and we put that. How many times have I heard that? That's not godly music. That's not godly music. Well, what 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 determines godly music? Like, mm-hmm. what does not determine godly music? Like, what what are we talking about? Right? Like, we mm-hmm. what's godly music? And that's not what man. If I, I guarantee you, Mike, I guarantee you that the folks that are listening, to, a lot of these folks listening to our podcast right now, and they will be honest with themselves. And I and you and I take them to a Jewish expression, which is a Jesus expression. Of worship, they literally will act like they were not. They not those folks are not even that. They're, they're not even God's people. Well, to your point, with that, that, that <laughs> point, you become a worshiper of worship, which is you built an altar. The Bible says in Hosea chapter eight. I won't dive into this, 
how Ephraim built multiple altars. Yeah. And that's what we've done, right? Offering not up to God, but to other gods, right? And what we've created inside of that is called a conflict of interest. <laughs> mm. Mm. That's what we've created. Come on. And so we become more worshipful of a certain song, which is idolatry. We become idolatry. worshipful of a certain worship leader, which is idolatry. Come on, man. We, we become worshipful of a certain race. Oh, see, I, okay. We got to be honest Sorry. with it. No, no, we have to be honest. And, and God is trying to bring breakthrough to the heart and say, just worship me, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And then when you do that, the heart becomes a heart of flesh. You begin yeah. to uh, take on the nature of Christ, right? And that's the essence of, of worship is to take on his likeness, his being, and being, the Bible says in Colossians that your life is hidden in Christ as a result. So, oh, we man. Got, I, <laughs> go ahead, Dino. You said, this, this thought, like, we create these silos. You said something, because we create these silos of groups of people, right? Yeah. So as you were talking like that, like, like the Holy Spirit took me to like the amount of people on the earth. So let's say the 7.9 billion people, right? The 7.9 billion people to your point, like we create these different authors. The 7.9 billion people are 7.9 billion expressions of worship to God. Yeah. Like think yeah. about it. There, there are 7.9 billion expressions of God. But what we yeah. do is that we silo them into groups, Right. And we and, and again, that's the projection perspective. Like we say, well, and then we silo them on things that we're not even supposed to silo them on. Like, hey, you like country music? I like country music. A hundred people like country music. Now this is the silo, right? And then we say, right, you like you like black gospel? You like black gospel? Like we silo, and so we silo each other when there's so many, so much more to explore in the expression of worship. Like I, I want to when I'm with. Bill Montgomery, which he listens to the podcast, and I'm with with Akia, my sister, and I'm with Debbie, and I'm with Watia, and I'm with Ezra, and I'm with um, Cornell. I'm just giving you, and I'm with Amber, and I'm with Ryan, right? And I'm with yeah. all these, like, I'm all these people that are attached to our lives. It's like when I'm around you, I should be open to your your expression of worship. And that yep. should like get me so excited because it's like, man, if, if I'm in a room full of all these folks that are, are they, they aim as oneness with God, I can get a hundred different expressions and be okay with a hundred different expressions. But still, I think that the, the power of the unity of everyone accepting their expression I think will be something that we have never seen other than the upper room. Because I think the it, upper room experience got a hold of 120 people expressing their uh, adoration to Abba, and he like came down on them in a way that we haven't seen since. I, I think if, if you're focused on expression, then you're not lost enough mm, in the presence of the Lord. Man. You're not uh, lost enough. I, I can't tell you how many times I've had people come to me when service was over, I'm laying on the ground prostrate in tears and snot and just going after God in my own way. Because it's just a worshipful God, me and God just having this dance in the spirit and this love affair. And people have come up to me and say, is he okay? Is he repentant? Is he I've seen, I've seen is it. He? I've been a part of it. 
They did it to both of us at one time. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm just engaging his lordship. <laughs> there's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with, with me. With nothing wrong there with is me. something wrong with me, but there's nothing wrong with me in, in this in this moment. And, and it's I'm, like I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I've been in environments where uh you know, you're leading worship, I'm leading worship, or we see somebody leading worship, whatever, whatever I you get terminology, but it's the best way to describe it for now. I think it's something different. But God is moving on her so strong. If I can notice that God is moving on you in an incredible way, and your life is being touched, and I can feel the glory of God illuminating off of you, what am I doing then? Like, why, why are cameras? Uh oh, why, why is IG? Why, 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 why are we having photos during worship? Don't understand it. Being be in the presence of the Lord, too. Uh, I do I'm, not. No, listen. I said it two podcasts ago. I think we'll get an element of glory on earth when the cameras get shut off. I told We you are that. able to shut these cameras off and able to get the commercialism out of our subjective atmosphere. We've never had a camera. No, that's not that's not something that we have done. Like this is not again, we don't even care. Like, do you understand? No. Like, I don't even care to capture a moment. If I think I, I think if moments to be captured, then I'm limiting again. I going back to the religious setting was what John and Peter James were doing when they were building the altar. And Jesus said, Stop building the altar. This experience for you is not to build this altar. I'm not. I'm not having you see me in my glorified state to build an altar. There's much more of me that you're gonna get, mm -hmm. right? And so I think we, we so limit ourselves for these because again, part of it is to continue the commercial wheel is that we have to um, create a marketing commercial outlet, right? And I gotta target. Right. The subjective atmosphere of the subjective people that we that silo that we the group of people that we have gathered. So I now have to now market to that group of people like whether it's well, a I'm going to say this, man. Go ahead. You got to say something. I'm going to say this. No, no. Whether it's a young person thing, whether it's a country right. thing or a black gospel thing, because sometimes it's ageism. Right. It's sometimes like, oh, we want all young people. Well, that's it, right. It's not the expression of the body. Like, if, I, it, so we, we we put on these things like, well, I got to market to young people because I want young people to come to. Well, all of that is not really. And again, I love that we, we are open enough to say this, like, where we going? I don't even know how to explain it. And I, and I know you and I had a three-hour conversation about this, like because this so that folks know. I'm gonna just let, let the cat out of the bag. Like we're going back into an expression of worship at one point. The wave is, and I don't know when that's gonna be. We have some feelings, and we and we 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 solidifying it. And when it when we do solidify, we'll let everybody know. But 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 even us anticipating that time of bringing the body, and when we say the body, any human, <laughs> we're not talking about. You know, one style, any human that wants to come together to express together, all of us together, adoration to Abba, right? We're not even knowing what that's going to look like. Like, we are wrestling within ourselves to not bring a subjective atmosphere, to not project a perspective to it, where really the aim is only oneness with God and giving adoration to him. I just wrote this down as you were talking. There's going to be a line of demarcation between brand awareness church versus the apostolic prophetic worship cultures. Come on, man. I'm going to say that again. There's going to be a line of demarcation between the brand awareness centric 
ministries, church versus the apostolic prophetic worship cultures. Mm-mm-mm. We're. <sighs> I had to. I had to. I wrote that. I just wrote it down. We're, we're going to <laughs> brand awareness is what you've been talking about. Brand awareness, yes, marketing. Yes. We, know, we, becoming popular, right? Getting a demographic of people, right? Uh, getting market share of a demographic, right? It's all Versus, business. It's all business. It's all business. It's all business to entertain you, right? It's like the difference between going to the Linux and going to Easton movie theater, right? <laughs> Which is going to give me the best experience to watch a movie, to be entertained. That's what it's become. More so than, man, my life is being changed every day by just walking with God in his presence and being connected to an environment of people who want the same thing. And and, and that can't be captured in video and, and on cameras. I, I want to no, I want to say that again because we're gonna land on we're gonna land on you saying that, and I'm gonna read one more scripture. We're gonna land the plane because we're gonna go into more. I mean, there's so much. That, oh uh, God, folks, yeah. Hold on, because there's so much. But can you read that again? And then I'm gonna read something, and then I'll, I'll give you the last word. What what I say, me? Oh, the, the brand. Oh, the brand. There's gonna be a line of demarcation between the brand awareness centric ministry church versus the apostolic prophetic worship cultures. We're going to get into the apostolic prophetic culture. Oh my goodness. That's, that's the thing that just hit me as we're talking. So I'm going to read two things and I'm going to let you say the last word. I'm going to go back to John 17, three and four, and then I'm going to go back to John 15. And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And I have glorified you on earth. I'm just going to read Jesus' words. I have glorified you on earth. Now we're going to go to John 15 real quick and, and, and look at what, what Jesus says this. Um, oh, this is so good. This is so good. Um, abide in me. I'm divine. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know I was going to read this. If you abide in my words, what have you done? Okay. And, and by this, my father, think about this in verse Chapter 15, verse 7 and 8. Verse 7 says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire. It should be done for you. And by this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. And so Jesus said, I have glorified the Father. But he's saying, you're going to glorify the Father when you bear me, the fruit of who I am, as you, as you, as I be." As I am your Lord, you're going to be like me on earth. And the same glory that I gave the Father, you're going to give the glory to the Father. And that is literally worship. Like living a life, every aspect of it, that brings glory to the Father. I'll give you the last word. No, it's submitted. It's being submitted. It's being surrendered. Um, Never in the scriptures do you see uh, a disassociation of sacrifice and worship. They go hand in hand. Right. So worship has everything to do with sacrificing my life in exchange for his life. Right. So taking good. on his life and giving up my life. We see it in Genesis 22. We see it all the way to Revelation 22. Worship is 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 one of the hallmarks of the of the scriptures. It's all about worship at the end of the day. And it's a supernatural exchange between 
the life of Jesus Christ in my life, right? So I can take on life and life more abundantly and become a new species, mm. you know? So there's more to, to go with this, Danny. This has been such a blessing in these last two podcasts. And I pray that the audience has been blessed by this and there's more to go, obviously. We love you guys, man. There's so much more to I mean, I want to stay here another hour. Um, but <laughs> we love you guys. Um, we thank God for you. And Shalom and Maranatha. Like we always say, Maranatha. Christ, we await your return. And uh, love you, Mike. And uh, I'm looking forward to love you too, this, this, this discussion. Yes, sir. Love you, buddy. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.